Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey friends, welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We're Dave and Ashley Willis, and we are talking today about one of the most misunderstood important and powerful elements of marriage, and that is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it not? How will it help you? How does it impact your communication in marriage? And um, and yeah, it's, it's vital. A marriage has to have a lot of grace. But I think people misunderstand what this means. They, they think forgiveness means just maybe is pretending something didn't happen or uh, enabling uh, this really unhealthy behavior or it's like the opposite of justice, you know, like there's either grace or justice, mm-hmm. there, you know, you can't have both. But but what Jesus embodied and taught us is that it's both, both have to happen. You know, you have to have both. And we're gonna talk about what that means, what that looks like in marriage. And that's right. And I'm telling you, you can't have a strong marriage without forgiving each other. I mean, right now, you know, some of you might be engaged or maybe newlyweds and you're like, well, I just really haven't had to forgive that much because they're near perfect, you know? But the truth is, In marriage, you know, you're going to realize real fast that you both are imperfect people, but we have a perfect God who can help us through. And the thing about being a Christian is that our God forgave us first. Yeah. Like he set the precedent. And bigger than we'll ever have to forgive somebody else. Exactly. Way bigger, way more. And we let God down every day. And I think that's the first kind of step is realizing uh, that we can't let pride get in the way. Because I think a lot of times people hold off forgiving because they're like, well, I would never do that to you. Or I haven't done that to you. Or I haven't done as much to you as you've done to me. And, you know, there's just too much to forgive. And so I can never fully forgive you. And the thing about it is forgiveness is interesting because the thing about forgiveness is it is good for the other person for you to forgive them, but really it's more for you. It's more about setting you free from from growing resentful and from having that heart and heart we talked about last week um, on the podcast. But it's it's like you know, it's twofold because you are telling that person, you know, forgiveness really is saying, listen, what you did hurt me and, and I didn't like that and I'm still hurting and I, I want to find healing what you did hurt me, but I'm going to trust that God is going to deal with you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because God is the one who, who deals with people. I mean, he deals with our hearts and, and we can trust that God is going to deal with our spouse and, um, and, and he is a just God and there are natural consequences in this life, of course. And there are boundaries sometimes that when whatever the wrong is, sometimes there's boundaries that we have to put in place in order to, um, 
you know, keep this from happening again, whatever that breach of trust was. But forgiveness is also saying like, I'm letting this go because I'm giving this to God. And, you know, Dave often describes how forgiveness and trust are two different things, because a lot of times people will say, well, I don't know if I can ever forgive him again. I don't know if I can ever forgive her again. But really, I think what they're meaning is they can never trust that person again, because forgiveness and trust are two different things. Right, sweetie? Yeah, and, and I do think that that misunderstanding, the distinction is part of what keeps people stuck. Mm -hmm. They think, well, I can't forgive, but really what they're saying is I can't trust yet. Yeah. And, and that's okay because forgiveness and trust are different, but what forgiveness is, is that it's a prerequisite for there to be a chance to have trust again. Right. If you want to rebuild trust, you have to give forgiveness first. Forgiveness is essentially saying, I what you did hurt me, what you did was wrong, um, but out of love for you and out of the desire for this relationship to be made whole and healed, I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to rebuild trust. And forgiveness also means I'm not going to hold this over your head. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm giving up the right to punish you. There might still be some natural consequences that have to take place. Uh, some of those might come from God. Some of those might, might happen just in terms of how, you know, how, how we have to restructure a few things just for the, there to be an opportunity to rebuild trust. But Ultimately, it's not my desire to hurt you, even though I'm hurting. I'm not going to try to make you feel pain as well. I, I want to create a path of healing for both of us. And we're starting, I'm starting believing the best in you. Yeah. Um, you know, Jimmy Evans, our ministry's founder, said trust is built in drops and lost in buckets. So the only way to rebuild trust is consistently, one drop at a time, one action at a time, one day at a time, doing the right thing, living with transparency being who we say we are, being true to our word, we can dump out a whole bucket of trust all at once through, you know, through a breach of trust, through keeping secrets, through, um, you know, in, in our marriage, you know, that happened early in our marriage when um, it was found out that I was looking at pornography, which had been an, an ongoing secret issue that I'd battled alone since my teenage years. And when that finally came out into the open, and we've talked a lot about that, so we won't just make this an episode about that, but that was one time when um, I dumped out a bucket of trust and, and Ashley forgave, she gave me the opportunity to, to rebuild that trust. And, and I started the process a drop at a time of, of rebuilding it. Though I was still so broken in that sin, um, there were times that I, I dumped out the bucket again, you know, where, through relapse. And, and we continued together to walk through that journey to get the healing and the help that we needed. And over time, little by little, that trust returned, you know, healing came to my mind as I found really sobriety from that sin. And, uh, and I'm thankful that was many, many years ago. And on the other side of it now, I believe trust has been um, fully repaired and restored in that area. It, whatever it is that you're going through, uh, whether it's, it's sin in, in a, a sexual nature, whether it's, it's been hiding financial purchases, whether it's been just a pattern of dishonesty, whether it's a lack of transparency where you or your spouse, they're not, you're not being forthcoming and where you are, you feel a right to keep secrets and passwords from each other. Um, in marriage, if you want to have a naked marriage, which is what we call this podcast, by God's design, that nakedness isn't just physical representing sexual intimacy, but it's also emotional, mental, spiritual. It's saying, I've got nothing to hide from you. I want you to have full access to every part of my life, my heart, my thoughts, my calendar, my computer, my finances. It's all, it's, it's interconnected. We are one by God's design. And the moment we try to start hiding from each other, um, then we are, we're eroding that foundation of trust 
which has to be the foundation of a marriage. And without it, the marriage just can't stand. It won't weather life's storms. So if that's been damaged in your marriage, and if you've been the one to damage it, start by apologizing. Like this, I take responsibility. I, I was wrong. I hurt you. Here's how I hurt you. Here's what I did. Be forthcoming in, in everything that you did. Um, you know, confession is a big, big part of healing. Like yeah. here's, here's what's going on. Here's, here's what you saw. Here's what you caught me doing. Here are the things that you don't even know about that, that I've struggled with. And I need help and accountability to get through this. And I'm asking you to forgive me. And I'm asking you specifically to give me the chance to rebuild this trust that I, that I broke. Um, but I'm so sorry that I, I caused you this pain. I wish I could take it back. I wish I could take that pain on myself. Um, and I can't, and that breaks my heart. But what I can do and want to do is to, is to rebuild your trust and to show you through my actions that I love you and I'm fully committed to you and fully committed to this marriage. That's right. And I think another important part of this whole question, how do I forgive my spouse, is we have to watch where our mind goes. Yeah. You know, I just got yeah. a question the other day from a heartbroken wife where her husband has just been dishonest about a lot of things. Like there's been some inappropriate relationships online and he's at least had emotional affairs, if not physical affairs. And she's just like, I just, I don't even know what to do with this. And the husband is remorseful and he is now getting help. Like he's he's going to something like affairrecovery.com, which is a great ministry that our friends um, who on a episode way back on, on overcoming an affair shared about. So he's doing his part, but she said, you know, I want to be there to support him, but I'm so hurt. And, you know, she said, I just can't think of a time where I won't have these, these negative thoughts go through right. my mind. And like these, he's going to do this yeah. again. And the images of you and know, images that or like, she saw text messages and, yeah. and she said, and they were of a flirtatious nature and maybe even of like a sexy nature. And she said, and it just was so like daggers in her heart. She's like, I don't know what to do with that. And how do I like, will I ever have a time where I don't have that in the back of my mind? And that's, that's just a gut level, honest question. And I think a lot of us who've been through something where our spouse has broken our trust, there, there are these, these negative thoughts that creep in. And I think we've got to, we need to deal with the emotions we're going to have. You know, we're going to be angry. We're going to be disgusted. We're going to be um, frustrated. We're going to be appalled. We're going to, you know, we're going to have all kinds of different um, feelings and sadness. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's something that we have to go through. We have to feel our feelings, but we, we say this all the time on the podcast, we can't allow our feelings or our fears or, or anything else of that matter become like our guide. Right. Yeah. And, and you could say, well, Ashley, but I'm looking at the truth. I mean, what he did was real and what she did. I mean, they really broke my trust and I'm not trying to take away from that because I get it. Like I get it. What happened happened. And, um, and that's, hurtful. And that's part of your story now like that. You can't take away that part of your story. But what you can do is you can control where your mind goes. Like God actually gives us license to say what stays in our mind. And that's called neuroplasticity. Okay. Like in, in Ooh, the psychological word. word, neuroplasticity. She's almost got that and, master's degree, guys. She and is. it's, hey, but I mean, this isn't, you don't have to have a master's degree to but know I, I what do this means. I want to brag on you just for a second that this woman is the hardest working woman that I know or person you know, not, it's not gender specific compliment. <laughs> so you, you, she's doing all the stuff I'm doing and I'm exhausted. <laughs> and on top of that, over the last two years, she's been doing a master's degree. No, in it's been three years. Three years. It's taken me a little longer. Yeah. Just so guys, she can more effectively help you. That that's been her whole motivation. Nobody's making her do this. No. Like there's not like EXO supporting me through it though. Yeah, EXO really is supporting grateful. her through it. I'm so thankful yeah. that this ministry is, is supporting her through this, but it's like, it is, 
it is her just saying, I want to be even better at helping people overcome their individual struggles and struggles in marriage so yeah. we can minister to them more effectively. And I just, I don't brag on you enough because like that's, oh, it's amazing. And so like, I mean, you said, you said a, a, a that w big, big word. And I was like, oh, that's a reminder. Like she's. Well, you've probably heard it. I mean, thankfully, I I'm so grateful that a lot of these um, psychological neuroscience, you know, things are out in podcast world. They're out on social media where even on TikTok, you can look this up on TikTok. And there's a lot about that, you know, that. Now, I wouldn't say TikTok is not your professor, so to speak. Now, sometimes there are professors on TikTok that talk about yeah, this or sure. doctors and things that share about this. But, you know, we're getting a greater understanding of how the mind works. And what the good news is, is it's the Bible, okay? Like God neuroplasticity knew. is just saying you can renew your mind. Yeah, Romans I mean, 12 I'm, I'm hitting too. my mic, I'm so excited. It's a great verse. Uh, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. Yes. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, which is good and pleasing. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the, the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. You're, I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked perfect he wants yes. you to renew your mind he wants this for you and so you know this this is good news okay this is good news this is already in the bible but the fact that science is saying yes 
this, you know, not that we need science to do that, but when it does, oh my gosh, yeah. it's just the best. And so, well, don't be scared of science, Christians. No, no, S no. Science is the study of how God does stuff. Exactly. Like, you know, it's it's not anti-God, but science is just really at the heart of it. It's discovering God's creation, how God did what He did, yeah. and how He designed the world, and how He designed us, and learning more. So, if you you know approach science with with the right attitude, the attitude of faith, like it actually look teaches you more about God. It does. It's like the, you know, people that are just completely missing the point that think that somehow science is anti-God right. or whatever, but sorry, this little side no, soapbox. But it, it's so true. And I know there's different schools of thought on this, but the fact that we are able to renew our minds with God's help is just, it. it's so empowering. And I think that, you know, to this wife, I remember I, I, I wrote her and I said, listen, I get it. Like, I get that He's disappointed you. You saw things that you wish you could just erase from your mind, right? Yeah. And you can't, you know, I'm not, I mean, God could technically, you could ask God to erase that from your mind. Technically, he probably could, but it is part of your story. I don't think we need to fear the truth, right? We have to process the truth. We have to face the truth. And with God's help, he can renew our mind to where he takes that story, right? And he uses it for your good and his glory. And what he does through that, through that renewing of your mind is it, he makes you stronger, right? He creates new pathways for his truth to reign in your mind. And his truth is, is what needs to reign, not our feelings not whatever happened, but his truth. And so when you can, you know, you have that negative thought come, an exercise you can do is you can, you can look at it. You need, you know, look at that negative thought, but you don't let it stay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know, um, I think it was uh, Martin Luther who said, you know, there's going to be many birds that fly over your, your head, but don't let them make a nest in your head. And then Max Licato later on put it into kind of our modern terms where he said, there's many planes that can fly over your over yeah. your mind, so to speak. But you are the one who decides as an air traffic controller of your mind, you decide what lands. OK, right. those birds and planes representing thoughts, clearly. representing and thoughts, right? Thoughts shoot through your head that can be unwanted. Yep. But you decide what lands and stays there. Yeah. And what has to take we can't control what crosses yeah. our mind, but we get we get to control what stays, what makes a home in our mind, right? True. And we want like like it says in the Bible, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of praise. You know, think about these things. Think about the good things, and allow God to renew your mind. And this isn't say, this isn't you know being pie in the sky like oh. I'm just going to ignore the bad things that happen, but it's saying I'm going to focus on the good. Yes, this is part of my story. My spouse let me down and I've had to forgive them. But in this process of forgiveness, I'm going to focus on what God is doing. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to focus on the fact that my husband signed up for a recovery group. I'm going to focus on the fact that my wife, you know, ended that relationship and we have moved and we're starting anew. I'm going to yeah, focus yeah. on the fact that uh, that we are being honest about our finances, that there's nothing hidden anymore. I'm going to focus on the fact that we have filters on our phones now and we are not going to allow Satan to get a foothold in our life. Like we have to focus on those things. And when you claim those things, you are creating a new pathway in your mind and you're capturing, you know, it says, take those thoughts captive and replace it with God's truth. Yeah. And what you do is you literally like that negative thought comes in your mind and you say, okay, I see it. God, I'm going to believe that I'm, I'm trusting you're doing a good work in my spouse. My spouse is a new creation. My spouse is not defined by these things they did to me. I am a new creation. I'm not defined by the fact that my spouse broke my trust or whatever it is. And so I think, you know, or, or maybe the thought is maybe, maybe the negative thought is I can't believe she did this to me. I can't believe he did this to me. I would never do that. I'm not capable yeah. of that. Like we start puffing ourselves up. I think that thought of truth that you replace that, that negative thought with that prideful thought with is no, I'm a broken person too, who needs Christ every day. 
and God has to forgive me every day. And so too, I'm going to allow my spouse the space to regain my trust because I know we all make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? That's, it's that's a, a powerful exercise. It really, really is. Because holding on to that lack of forgiveness, it it's it poison. Makes, it's poisonous. It makes people feel an illusion of control over a situation where they felt out of control. Because if your spouse broke your trust, you know, you felt wounded, you felt humiliated, perhaps. You felt like I, I'm out of control of that situation. But if I can hold on to that anger towards them, it makes me feel like I'm taking the power back. But really what it's doing instead is creating bitterness in your heart. And so you're putting shackles on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're imprisoning yourself. You know, yeah. It's, you're punishing yourself. So holding a grudge doesn't make you strong. It makes you bitter. Forgiveness doesn't make you weak. It sets you free. Mm -hmm. When God calls us to forgive, it's not just for the sake of the other person, but it's it's for us. Everything God calls us to do is for our good and his glory. He doesn't want you carrying around that, that the toxic weight of unforgiveness and bitterness. It's like a cancerous tumor that will grow inside you and metastasize and spread to other parts of your life. And so we've got to say, Lord, help me to live full of grace. And that forgiveness, it isn't just a one-time choice. Really, it's a daily or maybe even a more often than daily choice. As the images come back, as, as you're reminded of the pain, as maybe a little flash of anger comes up over what happened, to give that to God again and say, Jesus, thank you that you paid the price on the cross for every sin I've ever committed and for every sin my spouse has committed, including the sin that's hurt me so deeply. You took the punishment for that. So allow me to stop trying to punish my spouse. Allow me to stop punishing myself by holding on to this grudge. And let me embrace the grace that you gave your life to provide and, and live in the freedom of that. You know, and if there's still healing to be done in the marriage, say, God, give us both the strength to walk this path toward rebuilding trust and to stay away from these pitfalls that led us to that, that pain and that deceit in the first place. And if you were the one that sinned, um, Man, just live with radical honesty. Yeah. You know, do whatever it takes to help your spouse be able to reclaim that trust in you. It doesn't mean you have to go through life beating yourself up, but it does mean that you need to be humble enough to recognize that you that your spouse is living with pain that you caused. Mm -hmm. And that you while you can't go back in time and change that, what you can do is do everything in your power to be a safe place for your spouse, to help promote their healing as you yourself are also healing. And to make sure that you're putting parameters and safeguards in place to make sure you never break their trust in that way again. It's so true. And I think bottom line, what we want you all to know is how you forgive your spouse is by trusting God. I mean, if that's the simplest answer I can give. Yeah, that's good. Is we have to trust God. And, and it's so easy, whether it's pride, whether it's resentment, whether it's fear, whether it's, uh, I mean, it could be a whole host of things. We really have to dig deep and trust God. And, you know, all those years ago when I found the porn on the computer and we have our whole testimony, both on YouTube and through our Naked Marriage podcast and in our books, The Counterfeit Climax and in the Naked Marriage book, we talk about this if you want the whole, you know, all the details. But I just I remember, you know, for a minute I did get prideful and I thought, man, I would never do this to him. And there'd be times too when I would think, man, can he even overcome this? I mean, he's had this issue for a long time. You know, there's all kinds of, we have doubts, you know, different things. Yeah. But when it was, the Holy Spirit was quick to convict me of my own frailties, okay? Maybe porn's not my issue, but I have all kinds of other issues, right? That where I desperately need forgiveness all the time. You know, so th that really kept the pride, you know, at bay. But also, I just remember having such hope in God and trusting, no, no, 
God's not going to waste this. And he hasn't. My goodness, he has not wasted this. You know, no, I mean. No, we've been able to share that testimony. and Over and over and over again. Yeah, it's been a big part of the marriage ministry, which is now like our, our shared calling and something that exactly we, do. we love doing what we do. We do. And it helps, you know, you guys have written us and said that helped set me free, you know, and, and that's the whole thing is we have to bring it out to the light. But as the spouse that maybe was wronged, uh, we, we have to trust God. We have to trust God. And I'm telling you at times when our spouse is even doubting the process and maybe they're having trouble trusting God in their own healing, we have to call it out. Yeah. And we have to say, listen, you, you might've done this horrible thing, but this is not who you are. You know, you, we have a God that can heal our most broken places. And yeah, we have a bunch of pieces. Like, like if we were a beautiful vase and it, it was thrown to the floor, you know, and it's shattered into all these pieces, but God is, is putting it back together beautifully in a more beautiful way. We never even knew it could exist. You know, I, I just think about dear friends of ours that we've walked alongside where you know, they come to a crossroads and in counseling them and talking to them, you know, they're like, I don't even know if we're going to get through this. And then, you know, you fast forward to a year or two later and they've done that work and they've trusted God and said like, maybe it, it took, it took everything in me to trust, yeah. but they'll, they'll look us in the eye and say, but it's better than I ever could have dreamed. Like I didn't know 20 years later that our marriage could even look like this. Like, I'm so glad I didn't give up. I'm so glad I forgave, you know, you never, I've never heard a couple say, man, I wish I never forgave him. I never wish I forgave her. Right. Never. Yeah. Never. It's never a, reg- a deathbed regret. You no. know, like I wish no. I'd have been more bitter. I wish I would have held on longer I to all that stuff. I wish I'd have been angrier stuff. longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so guys, say, release yourself from the prison of unforgiveness. That's right. And um, yeah, yeah, this is, th- this is a good reminder. You it know, is. To live with the freedom and You'll grace. You'll be set free. Be set free. Live in yeah. freedom, my friends. The Prince of Peace, Jesus himself, wants to come alongside of you and give you the strength to live live at peace. And I hope this episode's encouraged you. Do us a favor and share this one. I, pro- I promise you guys, it is needed. Their l- lack of forgiveness is one of the biggest issues, not only in marriage, but in our world today. I think it's it's the root for so much of the pain that we're seeing. It is really quick. I keep on doing this at the I end. I know, I know. The, I, get the, I get the finger I get up. The, the, yeah, the finger like, hold on a minute. Um, I want to say this, sometimes, you know, there's the trouble, you know, those of you who clicked on this, you're having trouble forgiving your spouse, but I want to say a lot of times it's, we have trouble forgiving ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you were there. I mean, you, you really had yeah, a hard time with that. We have a real enemies who wants us to live in shame and, yes. and to get you to not forgive yourself. The beating yourself up for something Jesus has already taken a beating to forgive, right. that's not being humble. That's actually being prideful. It's telling Jesus what you did on the cross wasn't enough. I have to add to it. Yeah. And that's not being hum- humble. That is a that is a toxic form of pride, a dangerous form of pride. And so you need to trust God when he said he forgave you once and for all. Yep. And you need to live live in the freedom of that. And that will set you free too. And as a spouse, again, we can speak into that and say, no, no, no. God forgives you and, and, and I forgive you. And I'm trusting that God will allow me to trust you again. And I'm telling you, it's a process, but God is with you in it. So good. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you. We look forward to seeing you next time.